Hi, my beautiful people. This is Spill With Me, Jenny D. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited. I've been wanting to do this for so long. I'm giving you a real big hug right now. I don't know if you can feel it, but I'm giving you this big hug because I feel like everybody needs a hug or a, hey, you're doing great or you look nice or just compliment each other. I mean, see, I felt like I needed to start this because I've been running into so many people that just want to talk about their life experiences, the relationships or like any story they needed to share. This could be something magical or something they wanted to share, but they're afraid of what others would think, me included. Or if you're hurting inside or have a funny story about life lessons you'd like to talk about, I would love for you to reach out. This could be the worst or your best times. Listen, I have some good topics. We're going to have a lot of fun because I believe the best medicine is to talk about it because someone else is dealing with the same shit. everyone. Welcome to another episode of Spill With Me, Jenny D. I have the pleasure of having my friend Gail, who reached out to me because she would like to talk to us about being a mom with two military sons. Gail, we're so excited for you to be here today. So give us a, a recap or, you know, talk to us about what is going on and how it feels to be a mom of having two military boys. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. I appreciate the opportunity to just share my story because I agree with you. I love your podcast. I Aww, love it. Thank you. Everybody sharing stories. I, I think that's important. Right. Because no, you never know who else is a military mom out there that may get something out of this feeling like, what you know what, she's not the only one feeling this way. And so I'm really glad that you want to talk about this today. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, and who doesn't want to talk about their kids, right? We all right. <laughs> we all want to talk about what what our kids are doing. And I'm I am a proud military mom. Oh, I yes. have uh, I have five kids. Um, my oldest is 24, and she just graduated from Duquesne nice. as a PA. Physician assistant, which is awesome. And then next comes uh, my son, Nathan. He's in the Air Force and has been in the Air Force for a little, right around five years. Oh, wow. He signed for six years. So we're at, we're starting to get to the end nice. of his service time. Then my middle daughter, Jessica, just got married. So I'm a new mother-in-law. You're busy. I am busy. <laughs> I am busy, but it's so much fun. Oh, I mean, yeah. we went from a family of seven to now a family of eight, and I only have one kiddo at home. So right. the, the math just doesn't work there. So, right. so you know, <laughs> kind of weird. We went to eight down to one really quickly. And then my son, Adam, graduated in 20. 2021 and joined the army. So he's stationed at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Oh, wow. And uh, that was a big change because he's the baby boy. And right. then my youngest, uh, my daughter Julia, is in high school. She's a sophomore. So yeah, they oh, wow. the boys chose different paths. And there's a nice little rivalry between Air Force and Army in our house now when they're, oh, when sure. they're home, <laughs> uh, which we were all really blessed. They were all five kids were home yes. for the holidays and for the wedding and just such a joy because being a military mom, you don't know when that's going to happen again. Exactly. Um, when both of your, your boys will be able to take leave time or, you know, they they don't belong to you anymore, which is a hard thing to deal with as a mom because you, you know, they're your babies. Right. I can't even imagine. They're always yours. What made them want to do the military, both of them? Um, so with Nathan, I think it was more, he didn't want more schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Air Force gave him a lot of opportunity to kind of, 
I don't know, more hands-on, you know, a career right out of high school with not a, a ton of schooling after right. a lot of on-the-job training for him. And he works with cargo. So his MOS, which is... Uh, I know, you better explain Oh, my gosh. All listeners. of the, the acronyms. I mean, they speak a different language when they go into the military that you kind of have to learn all of these things. So You're an expert now. Um, not really. Oh, I'm still trying to figure it out because the Army has a different language than the Air Force. Oh, no, like the army, kidding. Yeah, the Army, they live on a post. The Air Force, they live on a base. So you say on post or on base. Nice. Like, it's crazy. Like, when <laughs> we visited Nathan a few years after he was in, he stationed at Travis Air Force Base in California. And we went to the, the BX, the base exchange. Oh, well, geez. in the Army, it's the PX, the post exchange. So we're, <laughs> trying, to, we're, trying, to, we're trying to keep oh. it all straight. But um, MOS just means what their job is. Okay. I'm not sure exactly what it stands for. I'm, I try right. to keep up, but I can't. You just know they're they're doing what they want to do, yes. their dream, and they are yeah. fighting for our country. Yes, and that's like that was a huge thing to realize. You know, a, a lot of kids uh, when they're talking to recruiters and such, they're talking about jobs and careers and you know what they want to do post high school and the skills that they want to learn. They are there to defend the country. That's what they're being trained for. That's their purpose. That's their purpose. Um, and I think that hit me when we went to Nathan's basic training graduation in uh, San Antonio, Texas. All the Air Force kiddos go through basic training in at Lackland Air Force Base. Okay. I think it's a joint base, actually. They have several branches there, but I'll never forget. They have these ceremonies, you know, and the first part of the ceremony is, the, this is the first time you've seen your kid in, like, eight weeks, right? right. They just went through basic, and you're in this coliseum-type building oh, outside, wow. and there's this massive concrete pad in front of you. Each flight, like, all of the, the uh, trainees are divided up into flights, and they have different names for each flight. Like Nathan was part of the Knights, K-N-I-G-H-T-S. So, okay. So the, here come the Knights, and they're wearing purple. And now, when you say purple, are they, they're wearing their uniforms. And Actually, it's like a sweatshirt. This, really? they're, so they're running. They're doing this like running thing. It's almost like a parade where they they run past you and they they chant this cadence, which Nathan Nathan's group. I was like, what are they saying? Because it, it keeps them on beat when they're running so right. that everybody gets through there the, you know pretty efficiently everything's about efficiency oh yeah in that training and and they were chanting this what's it feel like to be stabbed by by an armored knight whoa what's it feel like and i was like what are they saying <laughs> what are they saying and that's when it hit me like these young men and women are be they're being trained for war. Exactly. They're not being trained. I mean, all of those other perks are amazing and they learn careers, but that's when it hit me like that this is what they're doing. And I kind of I was like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. <laughs> like, and to see them all lined up in this, you know, the second part of the ceremony is they receive uh, they go back, they change into their their camo outfits. It used to be called ABUs, Airmen's Battle Uniform. And uh, changed to something else because they changed it up. But you know they're they're all in formation and they're all standing there. Hundreds of them, hundreds of them. You know it's quite 
it's just quite striking to watch them come in and, and again oh, you realize your breath away right it does. Oh. it does and I will never forget what helped me the most was being on Facebook in a group it was Air Force wing moms nice and when your kiddo goes off to basic training you join the group and they kind of vet you and make sure that you actually do have a kid who's going into basic training they make sure that you know the, which flight you know Nathan was in flight 324 and you know they they feed you information on what each week of basic training looks like for your airmen. Oh, really? And so they prepare you to go to graduation. This is what you, you this is what you want to do. Make signs, like make a big sign because as they run by you, they'll be able to pick you out if you have a sign with their name on it Aww. or So I got all of this awesome information from this wing mom group. And they said, "Okay, so be prepared to tap your airmen out. And I was like, oh boy, what's that? Yeah, what's that? <laughs> and they, they did it because they explained it so beautifully. So what happens is after the ceremony is over, and this is with soldiers as well, we learned that the same thing happens in the Army where they stand at attention. And there goes my phone. <laughs> <laughs> they stand at attention until a family member or you know somebody designated by the family touches them, and then they can move. Oh, my So they goodness. So the swing mom group said, make sure that you know who's going to do that you know, in your you family. Pick person you pick one it. person. And okay. So it was me. <laughs> And I was so excited. And I, we were up in the stands watching, and I had my eye on them. Oh, man, I was so tuned in. As soon as they released us to go down there, I lost him. I could not find him. Oh, no. They all look exactly the same. Right. They have bald heads and hats on, <laughs> and they're in camo. And I walked right past him. You're kidding. And he could not move until a family member touched him. So he's And he couldn't say anything to me right. as I like, walked by him. I was like, get back over. Yeah. <laughs> so I walked all all the way around and my husband's six foot three and he's like looking at me like he he saw me and I made eye contact with him he's like he's over here you missed him oh. so, so he tapped him out which is was awesome yeah so at you. Adams we went to Adams basic training graduation in um, Oakland, or, uh, sorry, Missouri <clears throat> at Fort Leonard Wood. And I was like, I am not screwing this up this time. <laughs> I'm making sure I keep my eye on him. And they did it completely differently because of COVID. We had everything outside and they marched in and I think I hockey checked a few people to get to him. I was get like, out I get way. out of my way. This mama needs to Mom's hug her baby. On a mission. <laughs> yes. Yes. My mission was to get that hug first. And Aww. so, uh, yeah, it's pretty special moments like that where, you know, your heart just feels up with pride. Oh, girl, yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, and because how, how long of a time is there in between when you see them again? Like, is it fluctuates between? Between branches and depending on their basic training uh, requirements, Nathan's was about eight weeks with the Air Force. And then from there, he went to Fort Lee, Virginia for technical training, which is specific to his job. Adam did about 10 weeks of basic training. Um, and Army and Air Force is so different. And, you, you know, you learn these things as your kids are in. But Adam's his technical training now will be about 52 weeks because his job is more um, technical and involved. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, it just depends. But you can't see them during that eight weeks or during that 10 weeks. That's hard. Until graduation. Can you FaceTime them or Zoom? No. No. Not, we did no Well, they got... So they get like 15-minute phone calls. 
And, you know, sometimes they have a girlfriend who they might want to call. So um, they use their... <laughs> Wait a minute. I birthed you. Right? Okay. <laughs> right? Or sometimes they want to split the call so you get, you know, you get seven minutes and girlfriend gets the other, you know, eight minutes or... Right. So, and that sometimes depends on their behavior as a, as a whole. So if their group screws up, they may say, okay, no phone call this week. Uh-huh. Or, you know, so you do get to communicate with them, but it's on the military's terms, exactly. not yours. You're right. not getting texts, you know, you're getting that 15 minutes. And when they say, you know, when the drill sergeant's behind them uh, or the tech sergeant is behind them saying, hang it up, this is what you hear. Bye. Oh, my goodness. That's it. You're like, you try to get everything in, like, yes. how are you doing? How do you feel? How, you know, yes. What's going on? And then before you know it, you're like, Bye. Yeah, that's what you, you don't even get to say goodbye back. Yeah. Because if they don't hang up, when they're told to hang up, that's... But hearing their voice. It's a sweet, sweet, uh, sweet deal. Then when they're in their technical training, you know, phase, they can, they can communicate with you regularly. So whenever they're not in class, you get to talk to them and you can FaceTime. See, that's nice. It's wonderful. Now, Gail, tell our listeners, you know, as a military mom, because I don't have any children in the military or somebody else might not... What are some of the things that you've noticed that some people may not understand how you're feeling or may say something that just kind of triggers, you know, just making you feel, you know, sad or upset? Um, Some, I guess some things, I think most of those things have to do with deploying. You know, when you have a a kiddo in the military, deployment is, is really difficult. And it's more difficult. It was more difficult for me than it was for for my son when he deployed. Nathan deployed to the Middle East for six months and was involved with uh, closing the airbase at Bagram in Afghanistan. And he was also in the middle of Kabul during the collapse of the country for six days. And, you know, if if someone were to say to me, well, that's what he signed up for, well, that's, that's not helpful. No. You know, that would kind of get my... And as a military mom, I understand that they're not trying to be insensitive, but it does come across that way. Like, hey, think about it if it was your kiddo over there in the middle of a, of a, um, a really dangerous situation where you're right. not sure if he's going to make it home. Like, that's pretty scary. So, yeah. and I would say that most people, you know, were very, very kind and very understanding. I mean, I had prayer warriors. And this was recent. I mean, this was, I think he left in May and didn't get back until October, the end of October, maybe beginning of October. But, um, you know, when, when the only news that you're getting and things that you're hearing are on the TV about where your you know where your kid is located and what's happening there it's really scary i have a friend who's an army mom as well we get together frequently she's a sweetheart her son left the same day that my adam did going to the same place and um oh, they graduated together from high school they played hockey together so it was amazing um and her son was deployed. They actually call it their first duty station. He was deployed to Korea. And people would say to her, that's so exciting. And she was like, that's not how no. I feel about this at all. Mm-mm. At all. He went right from basic training to Korea. Like there was no like easing into it or wrapping your head around it. It was, they went to his basic training graduation and then they had to go home knowing that their kiddo was on a plane to the other side of the world. Right. I, so, so what do you think that people should be aware of? Because, you know, thinking he's going, I mean, for someone to say, oh, that's so nice. They don't know exactly why he's going there and what he's going to be doing there. True. True. Um, I think 
the the right thing to say. I mean, I mean, there's really no wrong or right thing to say, but I think the preferred thing for a mom to hear is, how do you feel about that? Are you okay? Right. I'll pray for Are you. Are you okay? Right. I'll pray for your son. Yeah. I'll, you know, I can't imagine how you're feeling right now. It's exciting for him. Sure, uh, man. He was ready to go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they the do boys all are this training and they're like, I want to go and yes. I'll do what I've learned. Yes. Um, Tell but, us about the church when you were at church and you got that phone call. Yeah. Um, uh, so Nathan had been deployed to Qatar for a few months, and this was just this past year, so it's still a little fresh. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Are you no, okay it's fine. It? Okay. I've talked about it. I think talking about it helps. Exactly. I really do. I think people, you know, the kindness and the compassion right. that people have shown has been a healing salve that I, I don't think I would have gotten had I held it in. So, right. I mean, I need people. And, oh, yeah. I, and military moms need people. Like we need people to reach out and right. to check on us. And you need a family, like a military yes. family. Oh to my say, gosh, yes. you're going to be okay. It's yes. going to be all right. Absolutely. You know, just, we're just going to pray, and we're going to all be together. And yeah, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. We'll get through it, no matter the outcome. And I think you have to, you know, you when your kiddo's deployed to a dangerous situation. I, I, for me, I had to come to grips with the fact that. He may not come home. And I had right. to, you're never okay with it, but there has to come some type of peace in knowing that if that's God's plan, then that's, then God's going to get us through that. Oh, very if, well said. If yes. that happens, then God's going to give us the strength to make it through. And so... I love um, that, Gail. It's so true. Well, when when we got the call, Nathan called us, you know, we were right at the end of church and we knew it was a possibility that he would be deployed to Afghanistan. And, uh, you know, I answered my phone, ran out of the, you know, ran out of the room and answered my phone. And he said, we're leaving in two hours. And uh, I said, okay, well, we're going to pray you through and we love you. I get choked up. I'm sorry. No, no. (laughs) Listen, this even he's he's fine. Right. This is Um, real life. This is real life, Gail. And for you to even talk about this now. I mean, you'll be. I mean, he's going to be in a couple more years. Yeah, a little over a year. He yeah. has left, Every, but he's. I don't think he'll be deployed again. So we're, I think we're in the clear there. Yes. But going back to that day, you know, <sighs> you just think of the overwhelming. Whoa. Whoa, right? You know, and and it was different than you know. Hey, I'm 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 going to be stationed somewhere else. I mean, we were well aware of the conflict that was brewing in that country, and so we knew how dangerous that it, it was because we had already sent troops there uh, to the, the airport in Kabul who who kind of formed a perimeter and, and guarded the airport. I mean, we had 5,500 troops there and he... So anyway, he called us, said he was going in two hours. We didn't hear from him again. Um, and then Monday morning we flipped on the news and we saw the C-17 Air Force plane that was swarmed by... Um, the Afghan people trying to get out and thought that our son was on that plane or oh my or somewhere in that in that mess and thankfully you know Nathan texted us and said we didn't leave yet we are waiting for a flight because at that point the uh, planes were coming in once an hour and so they just had to wait to Thank go goodness. but why how did those people get around that plane there's no security or anything they um they could they couldn't get control like our you know 
the limited troops that we had there at that point in time just couldn't secure the they couldn't secure it right and so until it was secured they stopped the flights and then they got control and then our more brought more people in um but nathan was there for six days and for six days i didn't eat you know i couldn't eat i couldn't sleep and i had people it was amazing people would call me they would text me are you doing okay how's he doing how's he doing i didn't even know this was going on oh and how i mean how would you i know but you know and it wasn't something i wanted to advertise out there right i get it um but people who you know family and close friends and yeah your military family yes yes it was huge because nobody knows what you're going through like how you're feeling as a mom right and i i mean you were probably losing sleep and just wandering yeah. and yeah it was hard to tear myself away from the news because that was all I was getting right and that's never good like the, you know your headspace yeah. <laughs> it's it's crowded with all of these thoughts and but it was but god got us through and it was there was so much outpouring and people asking you know have you heard from them what's happening i created a facebook page called warriors for our warriors and it was people who wanted to pray and i made it a closed group because i had asked other people to join that group who had kids in the military or family members in right, the military who wanted um people to know hey we're going through this let's pray about this let's you know we're here for you we're yeah. here for you this is a, a support system for people and really I started it to just kind of keep people abreast of what we were hearing right and then it turned into you know hey we want to hear what's going on with you as well so there was a girl at our church who actually deployed to the same place in Qatar the same base that Nathan was on and they had um never met before um when she got there they I sent like a goodie bag she's like if you want me to take anything I'll I'll take it over. So anyway, they That's formed so a friendship, which was awesome. And so she was messaging me and letting me know what she was hearing while he was deployed into Afghanistan. So she was telling me from a boots on the ground perspective what was going on in Qatar. Right. He wasn't giving us too much from yeah the boys <laughs> from are, Kabul. Yeah. He's, they're yeah. like, oh, mom, she's fine. Yeah, and until then. I saw you know something on Snapchat that my kids shared with me because I did, I don't do Snapchat. <laughs> like Nathan's over there making popcorn in a um, artillery detonation device, and I was like, what? <laughs> you know, what? So these guys found some popcorn somewhere, right? And they get this. A steel box that they use to like detonate small bombs. Which I don't know what they to do pop with it. The to pop the popcorn over a fire <laughs> in the airport at in <laughs> Kabul, and I'm thinking I'm losing sleep. I can't eat, and you're over there making popcorn. popcorn. This is nice. Maybe Aww. I shouldn't worry so much. But hearing something <laughs> like that from knowing that he's he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. And they take it. You know, they take it in stride because it's their job. And I asked him when he came home. You know, were you scared? He's like. Very much, you know, not very much. He knew this was his mission. Yeah, he knew that he knew. And yeah, as a mom, you just worry about your kids. Exactly. You know, and I, I don't think I've ever gone through anything like that before. No. And I anticipate more of that because I have two. And Adam signed with the Army for five years, and he's just starting. So we don't know what's coming. But, again, it's the community that surrounds you that's so supportive and faith. I mean, right. truly, faith in God, knowing that everything's in his hands, and he's got you. No matter what you. happens, 
He's got you. I believe the power of prayer is so strong that it can help you through oh yeah tough times absolutely and i know you were saying before when we were talking off uh, the microphone that ptsd you have some type of triggering even knowing or hearing something on the news it just mm-hmm. really makes you feel you know vulnerable and brings you back to that same feeling absolutely so but two days after nathan left Kabul, 13 Marines were killed. And so that was a, that was rough because okay. you feel like they're yours. I know. You know, you because feel like they're, you're, you're connected to that situation in a way that, you know, not, a, not a lot of people are. No. So when you hear about that, I mean, the grief that you feel just, it's different. It's I really, can't even really imagine, different. Gail. I can't even imagine. I mean, we have so many people over there fighting for us, for us. Mm-hmm giving up their lives for us. Yes. And we're so grateful. You know, and when you, when you said, like, when there's military men and women being killed, that's somebody's daughter. That's somebody's son. Yeah. Or brother or sister. Yeah. Putting that in perspective and really thinking, because I have two boys. Um, my youngest is in eighth grade, so I'm not sure what his avenue or what he's going to be doing, but just with you sharing your story with us and knowing that, you know, the moms and dads out there and family members that have children in the military, give them a hug. Yes. Tell them thank you. Yes. Because they need that. Yeah, for sure. Just just the simple question, how you doing? How you, you doing? Know, how you doing? Exactly. Is, is huge when you're walking through something tough. Right. And, you know, your babies are away. And I think, too, it's different than college. Like, when our daughter left for college, she didn't go very far. But, no. you know, she still could access us anytime she wanted. Exactly. And the military is completely don't have that luxury. <laughs> right. The communication, yeah. I mean, with boys, That's you've already, I, mine are at home, and I barely get communication from mm-hmm. them there. Yeah. Let alone when they're in military, you know you don't have that luxury of giving them a call or seeing them. Or, right, right. So tell our listeners, one, you know, give us one more point that you want them to know about being this strong, beautiful military mom. I think I just want to thank the community out there who are so supportive of our military, all of our military. You know, it's not just my boys. I love the American flags that fly, and I love hearing, you know, people walk up to someone in the service who's clearly in the service that has their uniform on and say, thank you for your service. Like that, that's just a a blessing to see support for those who are serving. Yeah. And I make it a point now. I mean, it changes the way you think. It does. When all of a sudden it's very close to you. You know, when I see someone in uniform, I make it a point to say thank you for your service. And my boys get annoyed with that. I'm like, dudes, you don't understand how grateful people are for what you're doing. Right. And you need to you need to just take it in. You need to know that what yeah. you're doing, complete strangers, knowing what you're doing for us is we, we thank you. Yes. And I did see somebody um, at the store with an army uh, uniform on, and I thought I, I didn't want to bother him. Yeah. And now that you say that, you know what? I'm going to bother him or her, yeah. and I'm going to say, hey, thank you so much for your service. Yeah. It, it's just a quick thing. Yeah. You know, that's because I used to think that too. Like I don't want to bother him. I don't want to bother him. Yeah. But, I think with a sincere heart, you know, it, it's fun to be with the boys when someone does that. Yeah. You know, when they're in uniform. Because you're so proud. Oh, 
Yeah, you're I so used to proud. There, just like this is this is amazing. Yeah, and less than one percent of people serve in the military, so right. that's a pretty special thing. It really is, Gail. So yeah, well, you're I'm a just special so grateful. mom. I'm you're, grateful. Well, we're grateful. <laughs> I mean, you know, listening to you today, I really have a new perspective about honoring our military. And if there's anything you know that we can do to just support our military families, knowing that we thank them. Yeah. Oh, I am so glad you shared your story (laughs) with us. I am so, I mean, I feel like there's going to be people out there that are going to relate to you and they're going to want to know, you know, what it's, what it's like and what you're going through. Mm -hmm. So I've enjoyed talking Uh, to you. I've enjoyed every minute. I love sharing stories. And Gail, you're such a wonderful person. (laughs) I love your girl. So this was Spill With Me, Jenny D. And I had the pleasure of talking to Gail, our military mom. (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me with Spill With Me, Jenny D. You can be anonymous, planning on having guest speakers, or anyone who wants to share their life experiences on the topic we covered that week. I'm going to post all that on my Facebook and website, so you will see what I'll be talking about that week. So give me a call. I can pre-record and put you on my, my episode that day. I stress this. I personally feel to heal yourself is to talk about it. And if we can help each other instead of keeping it bottled up and just release it, I think that it's going to help all of us. And let's have a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Oh, I'm so excited. This is still with me, Jenny Dean.